They looked at me with hollow, vacant stares, their sunken cheeks more like ghosts than human beings. Festering sores tattooed their bodies, and their pleading eyes cut circles in the black. Please, their expressions said, as they strained against the chains that pinned them to the bunker walls. Get us out of here. There were a dozen of them, boys my age, and the more I took in their emaciated bodies, the bones pushing against skin, the bloodshot eyes and skull-like faces, the more I realized I didn't know how to help them. I had no idea, no solution for unlocking their shackles and setting them free. You must, one of them said, as if I'd voiced my thoughts aloud, and soon all of them were saying it. You must, you must, their voices growing louder and more insistent, until it was a kind of song, a raspy chant from begging faces. You must help us. But I can't. I don't know how. You must help us. I don't know how. You must help us. I woke with a start, my t-shirt damp with sweat. With trembling hands, I try to rub the sleep from my eyes and the image from my mind. Same one, Cat asked. He was hunkered in the shadows, his long knife scraping the edge of a cedar branch. Every night it was the same, dreaming of those less thans shackled in the bunker beneath the tennis court. I couldn't let it go. As bad as the memory was, my dreams only made it worse distorting the boys' bodies until they were more skeletons than living, breathing human beings. It was why we had to get back to Camp Liberty. Why we had to free those less thans. I lifted my head and looked around. Orange light from the campfire flickered across the faces of the others. With the exception of Cat and me, the others huddled around the fire and shared stories and laughter. Three squirrels roasted on spits. The grease sizzled in the flames. On the surface, at least, everything seemed fine. Just one week earlier, 26 of us had crossed into the other territory, the heartland. 11 had stayed over there. 15 had decided to return. Seven less thans, eight sisters. For the past seven days, we'd been gathering food, carving bows and arrows, setting up an archery range and firing till our fingers bled. Still, I wondered, were we up for this? Could we really pull it off? Do you think it's a mistake? I pulled myself over to the log where Cat was sitting. At first, he didn't respond. No surprise there. His least favorite thing was conversation. Do I think what's a mistake? His knife dug into the wood. Cedar shavings whispered in the air. Going back? He thought a moment. His glinting blade stripped off a layer of bark as effortlessly as peeling a banana. Nah, it's definitely the right thing. Then he added, We don't stand a snowball's chance in hell. 
but it's definitely the right thing. I couldn't argue with him. Who were we to take on brown shirts and crazies, skull people and wolves? What made us think we could even make it back to Camp Liberty, let alone free the less thans there? What on earth were we thinking? If the odds are so bad, why are you going back? I asked. Cat shrugged. Like I said at the fence, it'll be the adventure of a lifetime. I got the feeling there was more to it than that, but there was no point in asking. Cat would tell me only when he was good and ready. Laughter erupted from the far side of the campfire, flush and twitch bickering like an old married couple, Tweedle dumb and Tweedle smart. The oddest set of friends I'd ever come across. Twitch was tall and super smart. Flush was short and, well, not as smart as Twitch. <laughs>